Yes, indeed, Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that I believe. Friends, my colleagues, my listeners, my viewers, welcome back to our weekly program. Today we're going to continue from where, where we started last week uh, with the book of Philemon, you know, a book or a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul to his friend and brother called Philemon. There are some things that I want us to learn or to uh, wrap up with from this uh, book. Um, it says, before our conversion, we are like once more. We were once useless before him, before our Lord and Savior, before our Lord and Master. We are like slaves, you know, we are hopeless. So once more was used as a metaphor to teach us our relationship, our relationship between us and our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ forgave, you know, us everything. That's why Paul is writing to his friend Philemon to also forgive one Simos and to welcome him back to his household of believers. We can also learn things like humility in this book. You know, we can also, uh, once us, the book also wants us to make an effort to do what is right and then keep doing what God wants you to do. But before we begin today again, as I said, I want us to get or just look at the background of the book of Philemon. Philemon, as I said, was written by Apostle Paul, and then it was written from um, Rome about AD 61. It's one of the books that are considered as the prison letters that Paul wrote whilst he was in prison. But the question is, what is the purpose of this letter? The purpose uh, here is Paul is trying to intercede on behalf of a slave called Wansimus who uh, stole or did bad in a towards his master and he ran away. He came in contact with Paul and Paul is writing to one to Philemon to intercede on behalf of his once you know uh, slave called Wansimus. So the Philemon Philemon or Philemon will accept him or to restore him back to him. So here, he, it's pre, uh, believed that he was converted by Paul, he accepts Christ, he is renewed, and then Paul is here mediating between him and the master. And this chapter one, this chapter of the book of Philemon is just one chapter with 25 verses and then can be divided into three parts. The salutation from verses 1 to 4, and then from verses, uh, from, sorry, from verses 1 to 3, and then from verses 4 to 7 as the thanksgiving, and then there's a request in from verses 8 to 21, and the concluding remarks that Paul made towards his friend and brother Philemon from verses 2, 22 to 25. But the question is, what is the theme of this book? The book technically has no theme, you know, um, because it's a letter that was written to a friend, like a friend to a friend. So there is no theme here, but it was designed to persuade Philemon to forgive and to reinstate his friend or his slave uh, once, uh, once he must. But there are some considerations. In as much as there is no doctrines being be promulgated here, in as much as there is no 
uh, theological doctrine here, but there are some things that we can learn as Christians from. It talks about the um, how it reveals the persuasive methods or persuasive powers of Paul, of uh, his love, his courtesy and tactfulness that he was using you know, to handle difficult moments, which are emotional issues. So there are things that we can learn too from Paul. As I said from verses, the summary of this chapter is basically in the three, one to three, four to seven, we discuss the first uh, four, seven verses. And today our focus will be on verses eight to 21. Where it says, when necessary, Paul commanded, Paul has the power and authority and, the, and, and, and to, 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 to engage and to persuade and to force, if possible, you know, Philemon, you know, but he did not do that. You know, he believes to engage in, in conduct that's unacceptable, on, uh, on uh, right before God, but yet Paul did not, you know, uh, force his will or force his way to force Philemon to accept uh, this runaway slave. Instead, what did he do? He appealed, Paul appealed to Philemon, reminding him that once he was, who was once use, useless, but now he is useful. So, Paul, as a Philemon, should accept him back into his household. Paul could keep once he was in Rome legally, but ethically that would not be advisable. So he decided, you know what, let me do the right thing. By doing what? By writing a letter and sending this letter with one Simos back to uh, Philemon. I said there are so many things we can learn from uh, uh, this book, you know, that as Christians, as believers, as churchgoers, there are so many things we can learn from here. So Paul is making a request to his friend. Paul is making an appeal. But what is the heart, heart of this appeal? What is the heart of this request? He says, Philemon would receive once a month. He wants him to receive it. Philemon to charge that to Paul. He says, charge it to me. Remember Philemon, in as much as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal savior. But personally, Paul contributed to you receiving Jesus Christ. Paul probably led you to knowing, to enlighten you in receiving Jesus Christ. So Paul is, uh, Paul is writing this letter, signed, and then reassuring him, Philemon, that I will repay you back for accepting this young man. So this is where the issue of imputation comes into place. He reminded him of the parallel situation for a greater weight. One time Philemon was burdened with great spiritual debt. And that spiritual debt is entirely paid by Jesus Christ in his redemptive debt like any other Christian. 
our sin, our heavy bodies have been lifted by what Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. Remember? His relief, five months relief, came through Paul's preaching. Like any of us, we were once in the position of one simulist, hopeless, useless, until someone, by the grace of God, came to us to preach, to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we accepted, that guarantee us, that qualified us to be accepted by Christ Jesus. So Paul is reminding Philemon, in fact, you owe me more than what once most owe to you. Remember that because in the first place, I preached to you, I taught you until you cried, you accepted Christ Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So what can we learn from this book of one series? As I said, there are so many things we can learn. As Christians, as believers, as a body, as the body of Christ, there are so many things, so many lessons. But in the midst of all these difficulties that Paul is going through, I don't think he wrote this book the way he wanted it. He was not a free man at the time of writing this book. But there is hope of anticipation from verses 22 onwards. That he says, I hope. There is hope for me to be set free. When I return to Asia Minor, I look forward to that day when I will come and visit you in person. At that time, I will stay in your house. I will see you, I will interact with you, I will fellowship with you, and enjoy your hospitality. Paul hopes through it all, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of abandonment, in the midst of distance, Paul hopes but his hope was not based on the Roman government or the Roman authorities or the judicial system of the day because humanly speaking when we are faced with all these challenges our quick resolution would be a connection that we'll have with somebody in power and authority who will help us to be freed by our situation or the government. But Paul's hope was not based on this. After all, it's the same authority that sent him to jail or to prison. He did not put his hope and trust in the religious leaders of the day. But his hope is based in and on the prayers of God's people. Friends, as we said, 
There are so many things we can learn from this book of Philemon. I will continue to read. I will read the remaining few verses from verses 8 onwards. He says, Accordingly, though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is required, yet for love's sake, I prefer to appeal to you. Philemon. He says, I, Paul, an old man, and now a prisoner also for Christ Jesus. I appeal to you for my child, one sinner, whose father I became in my imprisonment. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he is indeed useful to you and to me. Vastor says, I am sending him back to you, sending my very heart. I would have been made, I, I would have been glad to keep him with me in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I prefer to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but of your own accord. Verse 15 says, For this perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever no longer as a bond, bond servant, but more than a bond servant, as a beloved brother, especially for me. But how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord? He says in verse 17, For if you consider me your darkness, receive him as you would receive me. Verse 14, 17 is important. In the sense that this man, I received him just as if how I would have received you, you Philemon. So in that same way, receive him too. In verse 18 says, if he has wronged you at all or owed you anything, he says what? Try that to my account. I Paul rises. With my own hand, I will repay it. To say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Confident of your obedience, I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I say. At the same time, Prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that through your prayers I will be generously given to you. Verse 23 Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, send greetings to you. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Damast, and Luke, my fellow workers. Finally, in verse 25. He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. Friends, this is the verses that I want us to deliberate on today. Let's think about them deeply and see what we can learn from these verses. I said in my previous conversation that there are so many things we can learn. This is a slave. 
we are we are we are ones or if not all of us are still in the some of us are still in the position of one semester when uh, we're faced with challenges and difficulties looking for solutions and solutions to our problems and challenges some of them are eternal we resort to quick solutions we run for quick answers running away does not solve the problem sometimes we just have to face our challenges and our difficulties and our situations but what did one simon decide to do he decided to run away so paul met this once more and according to the story he seems to be genuinely repentant of his sins genuinely you know uh, 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 um, renewed in his mind and in his heart and paul said to find him i could have cut him but guess what no no i don't still have but he's yours i'm sending him back to you and as much as this letter will suffice for you to forgive him but when he come to you standing in your presence and asking for forgiveness would make would do more would make more value than my letter that i'm sending to you so friends sometimes it's important for us to go back and sit down and reconcile and ask for forgiveness to people or with people who have done or committed wrong against us through that we will receive true healing and true forgiveness so as i said it's just a metaphor using once in a year as a metaphor to indirectly apply to ourselves to ourselves and to our lives he seems to be very useless person he seems to be a very useless person he's in christ before christ we useless before christ we 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 were ruled by a different master captivating our minds and directing our ways our lives until we make a youtube and make our, and put our trust in Christ Jesus as our lord and master we will be like once more without hope but once we give our lives to Christ once we come back and restore our lives to him the bible says we become renewed Christ forgave us everything and we forgive people who have done wrong against us and we welcome people who have sinned against us who mean bad who connived who conspired who, uh, whose job is to, to turn us our images can we still boldly come and say i forgive you if christ could forgive us why can't we forgive we can also learn that or we've learned that 
the gospel is for all. It's not just for the committed few or just for few. It's for all of us. It's not for poor. It's not for one. It's not for final. It's for everybody. Despite of your statuses, big or small, high or low, the gospel of Jesus Christ is for every person. But the master and the and the slave. No, the person who considers himself most important and the lowest person in the church or everywhere, any part of the world, in any part of the world. The gospel is for all. So Paul is trying to remind his friend. I would have commanded you to forcefully bring this man for you to accept him. But I'm appealing to you sense of humility in the in the part of paul or on the part of paul let's you see a sense of humility i'm your boss i could have commanded you but he said no things of god don't operate that way we don't operate like how the world operates paul is willing and ready to put aside all his humility and come before philemon to request, make a request before him. Accept him. And of us are could be in that could be in that position where we are ready to put aside our pride, our pompousness, our our dignity, our our our, our everything, and say, you know what? You are welcome. As Christians, let's do whatever it makes in our own effort by the help of the Holy Spirit to do what is right. Doing what is right couldn't be something that's shouldn't be something that's just temporary. It's going to be a continuous thing in our lives. It's a desired thing that every Christian should be engage in all to be seen to be doing let's do what is right let's do what is good let's forgive let's humble ourselves how i wish the story here would have given us more information as to when once most came back as to Paul's anticipation to the day when he came to meet Philemon in this chapter. But it did not. In this chapter, it did not. I, I wished he could, but he did not. Friends, let's forgive. Friends, let's unite, let's reconcile. Friends, let's humble ourselves before God. If God could come in the form of man, put aside his pride, put aside his dignity, put aside all that he is, just to humble himself, to restore you and I back to him. What is so difficult? What is so painful? What is, what is, 
so unbearable that we as his followers couldn't put aside all our pride and say, brother, welcome. Brother, I've forgiven you. Sister, I've forgiven you. He paid it all on the cross. He paid our debts. He redeemed us through his death. You remember Philemon, you even owe me more. You owe me more, more because after all, I preached to you. So friends, this brings or this brings us to the end of this chapter of Philemon. It's an important chapter, an important book. If you know small. There are so many things we can learn from this uh, 25 verses. Christ paid all our sins. Whatever someone has done for us, against us, let's be willing and ready to forgive. Through love, through our faith in Christ Jesus. Yes, Lord, indeed, we thank you. We worship you. We glorify your holy name. We lift up your holy name. We thank you for your faithfulness and for your mercy and your grace. Upon our lives, individually, upon our families, upon our friends, upon our churches, upon our youths, upon our governments, upon our leaders. Continue to be with us. Continue to guide us. Continue to be with, uh, to lead us along. Continue to invite to put that hunger and thirst in our hearts to not only forgive but to welcome people who have offended us, people who have hurt us. After all, the purpose of life is to enjoy you and to worship you and to glorify your holy name. That's why, Lord, we ask him today that you continue to be with us. Strengthen our faith, strengthen our, our love for you. That we will continue to love you, we will continue to live for you, we will continue to glorify your holy name. Yes, indeed, we thank you. And we worship you. Even as we come to the conclusion of our today's program. We want to be like Paul, who mediates on behalf of people who have done wrong. We also want to be like Philemon. We are not, not only do we forgive, we are willing to forgive, welcome, to welcome them, people who hurt us. We want to be like once more, who have acknowledged and realized the wrong, that in the midst of their strength, in the midst of their sight for eternal life, their only hope, our only hope, 
could only be found in Christ Jesus. So friends, I want to leave you today with these few words. Be encouraged, be refreshed. Until we meet again, just enjoy this music even as we come to this conclusion of our program. Yes, indeed. Purity of my sight In my darkest hour Oh, sing it to Jesus Jesus Thank you. Until we meet again next week. Be blessed. Do something good. So, any question, help someone, a kid, a family who is in their need. Just exercise. Just stretch your hand to your neighbor and to your friend. Thank you. May God bless you. May God perfectly guide and be with you. Bye.